T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In 1919, he hit 29 home runs and was sold to the New York Yankees. and A-Rod going at it. Roberts is going. Posada's throw. Roberts, safe. And what can I say? Just dip my hat and, and call the Yankees my daddy. Welcome to Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. Brian Shackman, John Senecal, episode 77. Uh, I think the best place to start here is that and we have a few things in terms of agenda. We're going to talk about the Red Sox and the Yankees specifically at first. We're going to talk about Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson second. We'll do a little fantasy baseball third, and uh, and we'll see where we go from there. Uh, what I would say is maybe the Yankees aren't as good as we thought they were at the be- you know beginning, which is you know near historic success, and maybe the Red Sox aren't as bad as we thought they were going to be, which would be near historic failure for the Red Sox and. I don't know. I, all I see is that the Yankees lost a couple games. They're still in first. Not as much as you might think, by the way, because Tampa Bay is right there. But, yep. I mean, there's no way they could sustain what they were doing. No, and I don't think anybody that ever watches baseball could ever think they would anyways. I mean, what were they on pace to win, like 120 games yeah. or something? I mean, you know there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be injuries. And it's funny. It's not funny, but it's like the COVID IL has become almost so convenient for for players and teams, it's like you think they squirrel people away there. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the protocol is for how much you got to like reveal of what's going on with HIPAA right. and all that. Like, because maybe you don't even have to test positive that's to go what I'm on. Saying it. Yeah. I feel like people are just disappearing. Like a black car pulls up, and it's like you know you're, you're you get off the team bus, but you don't make it into the stadium. But it's interesting you say that. I haven't thought about. It. Maybe that's a way that you can move the roster around because you don't have to put somebody in the injured list if they got a sore throat or whatever. Right. You put them on the scratchy throat. on the health and protocol. You can put a player in there for two days, right? And, not, and then not even have to do like a. A call up or whatever. I know it's just weird. Like my 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 good friend texted me the other day, and he's like, "Donaldson's on the COVID IL again. Like, wasn't he just on it? Like, they never said he tested positive. They never said he tested positive. That's what I'm saying. Because I don't know if they can. Right? Like, I don't know if I think I would imagine they would if he did. It's just all weird to me how this all of a sudden it's become such a convenience for players. Baseball is like that. They just find a way to leverage some some. Well, it's loophole. like it's like the mound visits now. Like all of a sudden they're bringing out the trainer now to the mound yeah. so they can get an extra two mound visits a game out of it. And it's like at some point, like I saw one the other day where the umpire like followed them out there. It was like, all right, enough, guys. Like, Seriously, this is what we know. What we you're know doing. what you're doing here. Like exactly. Like 
there's there's always they're always going to bend the rules. But getting back to the Yankees and the Red Sox, um, listen, the Yankees weren't going to sustain it. Your best friend Chapman obviously doesn't have the goods. Chad Green is hurt. He's done. You know, I feel like you could you could fill the Chad Green void as much as everyone loves Chad Green. Let's let's be honest. He's a middle reliever. Um, team postseason proves that yes, middle relief is very important. But I think you know, given the way the league is and across the league, if the Yankees need to find somebody, they could find a they'll, middle reliever. Yeah, they'll right? Be, or they'll yeah. bring someone internally. Like Holmes has been doing great. He's been lights out. So, But also begs the question, now maybe you're going to have to go by bullpen by committee because Loisaga hasn't been that great. Maybe there's something wrong with him. So listen, the Yankees' bullpen is a little bit questionable, but I'll take a questionable bullpen if your offense is still hitting, which you know they, they have a little bit of struggles. They weren't putting up a ton of numbers. Um Boy, they should have they should have signed Aaron Judge. I mean, yeah, Aaron they, Judge is you know he is living up to the hype for sure. I mean, if you know, he's arguably, I would say probably right now the best player in baseball. He's in the top three or five in everything other than average. And I think he's in the top ten of that. So you know, to, to to he when you watch Aaron Judge play right now, it looks like he's like just he's not, he doesn't even have to try. It looks like it's just effortless for him. Plus, when you have that kind of athletic athletic ability with his size. It doesn't fit with normal baseball rules. It's no. like if Dave Winfield was 40 pounds heavier. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. just not, he's not a, it's like if LeBron was playing baseball. I mean, it's just yeah. different. But it, you also remember watching Dave Winfield swing. He would fall out of his shoes, too. Like, he would look like, like he'd fall over, you know? But Judge is, like, graceful. Like, when yeah. he hits a home run and they slow-mo that down, it's... It's a thing of beauty. It really is. He's a great baseball player, and and even if I, you know, it's 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 it, we've talked so much together about Red Sox and Yankees, and I what I found is from from like a Rod on, I just don't like the Yankees anymore. Like I used to not be a Yankee hater. You don't even like Jeter, so like that, no, that's I don't. saying something. I don't like Jeter. I guess my point is like, but I always liked Posada. I actually yeah. liked Pettit. And and Rivera, you can't hate, especially after the way he handled uh, things in 2005 to begin the season. But what I would say is, my my point is, is that I grew, I, I didn't grow up hating the Yankees, but I've become more of a Yankee hater as I've gotten older. And I can't hate Judge. No, I can't because he's just you're looking at a guy who just breaks the mold, and and it's in in a similar way that Otani does, yeah. and some other guys like Mike Trout, as jacked as he is, like he's a baseball player, he looks and he's like a he prototypical plays. baseball right. player. Whereas Judge is not, Otani is not. They're just different, and and so I you can't. He's the, one of the few guys where when he's up, you stop. And you watch. Yeah, well, we had talked about this in episodes before, Brian, about you know who who are you going out to the stadium to you see? You would pay money to see him, and we yeah. and we didn't bring up Aaron no, Judge. We did not. No, we didn't bring him up. And now I would say, you know, I think we missed the, missed him at that point because he is that kind of player. But Jesus, what he's doing now, oh, it's unbelievable. I mean, he he literally looks like he's playing a video game and he's on easy mode. Well, I mean, the bat looks like a like a like a potato stick in his hand. Hey, I wanted to say, so the Yankees, you know, obviously. We're we're not as good as being like twenty games over five hundred. But here, but then there's the Red Sox where they were in last place, had one of the worst records in baseball, and everyone's like. And for me, I will be honest in that I I don't think this team is a World Series caliber team. But when you really take a step back and think about it, uh, they don't have to be to consider the season, at least in terms of them, the management. A success. The only thing they need to do is make the playoffs. Now, if you look, and again, it'll change, you know, depending on when you listen to the broad, the broadcast. But 
there are only a couple games out of the wild card now. Like and two so, and a half or something like yeah, that. But yeah, as of Tuesday, and, yeah. and it could be different because they're facing the White Sox well, look midweek. At, they, they made up their, they've made up two and a half games since the last episode, our last episode on the Yankees. And it's like, but I don't even think they should care about that. My point is, is that all they have to do is jump a couple of teams, and then right, what is it? How many teams make the wild card? Three. Yeah, I think there's 12 teams make the playoffs now. Yeah, so I mean that that's doable. So you could arguably, you know, you're going to have a battle if the Angels, you know, depending on what happens in the West. I mean, it might it, you might have to deal with a Toronto, and it might be an interesting March. But you know what? If they can get 500 by mid June. They're fine. Yeah, they're they fine. are fine. And it's so it's still so early. There's so much that could happen. I mean, look, everyone's talking about all these players that are playing so great, and we're it's it's June. You know, it's not even June. It's not even June. It's there's so a- there's so much more baseball to be played. Like 140, whatever, 120 games left or something. The problem with the Red Sox, and I'll just point out, besides their obvious pitching issues, I mean, JD Martinez and Rafi Devers and Xander Bogarts have done everything that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They, they just you can't argue or complain about them at all. I think there's a fair amount of sadness in my household that it seems like the organization will move on from Bogarts, which yeah. I think is a terrible mistake. In this, and I'm sure Trevor Story is a good player and whatever, but he's the connection to the past. Yeah. And so what I don't like is why would you? And he and according to reports, I don't know how much you believe, but you know. It sounds like he wants to be here, and and the problem is now he's got Boris yeah. in there, and and you know and he'll make it, he'll let him go to free agency no matter what, even if he said he's open to for the most part, unless unless Bogarts shuts on and shuts down the agent, and you know he's old enough and mature enough where he, if he wants something and he's okay with it, he will send the I'll message. I agree with you though. I feel like he's not he's not going to be a Red Sox. I feel like he's going to be the one that goes, and they'll they'll sign the, Devers, and they already have Story, and they can just slide Story. Well, the and rumor they, is that if Dev, if if Bogarts doesn't say, then Devers doesn't want to stay. Now I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, in completing the thought, I don't think Bogarts is worth like Mookie Betts is worth as much in Boston as he is in LA or in Chicago or Cleveland. Like he's worth the same. I don't think Bogarts is worth the same on another team as he is with Boston because I don't think he's a good enough player to justify the salary. And for me, you know, he was on that 2013 team which connects back to 07, which connects back to yeah. 04. He's the only link to me cuz now the Pedroia's gone. The only link. It's like that dog you just keep taking back to the vet. I just like, don't want you know. to die. So I don't want to let go of that because, you know what, from 2003, you know, 2013 was great, but for much different reasons. But, you know, from basically 2002 to 2007 or eight, it was the greatest time to be a Red Sox fan, you know, outside of that stretch of time in 86. So I, I don't want to give it up. So anyway. But the bo- they were, they've already been talking about like, that they could trade him. So that's that sucks. If they're already talking about that and that was you know, that's that was before they started playing a little bit better. But listen, if there's already trade trade talk about dumping a player, you know, it, it can't be that good. And you know, you never know. That could have been happened with Aaron Judge if he was dudding out right now. Yeah, who, I mean they will not trade him. But that brings me the the only problem with the Red Sox outside of some of those pitching issues is I don't think I've seen a bottom of the order as weak yeah. as as with the Red Sox. I mean, you're talking like out of, you know, Verdugo's Verdugo Awful. I mean, he's he's the best of the bunch at 214, and then you have, you know, Kike's under 200, Arroyo's under 200, Dahlbeck is at 160, Ploiecki is at 159. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, th- those are like... Gallo numbers. 
No, but I mean, it's it's just you can't. Have, I know seven, eight, nine isn't going to do much for you, but it's got to do right, better. Right, but that's than that. no different than having like a like a little league team or something. You, you got seven, eight, nine. Next thing you know, like if you you can't you can't get through those guys, you can't you're, get to the top of the order. You're, yeah, that's right? right. That's right. Those are the, sometimes seven, eight, nine are the most important places in the lineup. You've got to get outs. Yeah, and then once once the once the game flips and the lineup flips, you know they're just as important as everyone else, anyways. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is episode 77 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. This whole dust-up between Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson, if people don't know, uh, Tim Anderson is a, a really an all-star caliber player for the Chicago White Sox. Josh Donaldson, is he a former MVP? Was former he MVP. Yeah. In 2015, yeah. I think he won the And MVP. he's with the Yankees now. And basically, uh, he, he basically referenced... Anderson, as they would join each other, is Jackie, which mm-hmm. was a reference to Jackie Robinson, which was, if if you take no context, it was viewed as, as quite racist, and Josh Donaldson was suspended a game, which he, he is currently appealing, but there is context here, which does have to be noted. One is that Tim Anderson has sort of referenced himself as wanting to be sort of the next Jackie Robinson, meaning that he wants to take the, the game in its next evolutionary yep. step. And, and anybody knows how Tim Anderson plays. Tim Anderson plays with a lot of pizzazz. He's very flamboyant, but yep. he also is a very good player. But Tim Anderson is very involved. He's very involved in the community, and he's just a good He's a good person, right? But he also is very in your face in the field. Sure, and and and... Donaldson has said, you know, they've joked about it, quote unquote, joked about it in the past. Right. Having said that, regardless of the, con- but that is the context. Regardless yep. of the context, it's still a stupid thing to, you know, in a in in that kind of setting to 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 do. And and this time, Anderson, if he had joked about it in the past, he didn't take issue with it. He took issue with it this time. And you know, Donaldson is not um, necessarily, you know. Lack of controversy. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not. He's not sort of. <laughs> I don't just think a, he has a lot of friends. A quiet, do your do your job, and yeah. go about your business. Well, kind and of guy. remember when, when the Yankees signed, uh, traded for him, and I was I was against it, right? I mean, I didn't really think he was the kind of attitude the Yankees needed, right? I, maybe attitude is not the wrong word. He's kind of just different, right? He 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 likes to attract attention. He likes to mouth off. He mouthed off at Cole about the sticky stuff. Sure. Um, but at the same time, he has kind of brought that little bit of edge to the Yankees, right? And now this whole the whole Anderson Donaldson thing, st- who who knows how far it goes back, right? He says he said it. He's called him that before. Now, it obviously, lately was the play at third base they had where he went in hard and they had words, and then it got back and forth. I, I if if you if you look at Donaldson's track record over the years, I would have to say that you know, it's it's probably easy not to like him. It's hard to like him. Easy not. It's, yeah, oh, it's, it's easy, easy not to like him. Yeah. yeah. Brian Jackman, John Senecal here. Episode 77 of Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. You know, one of my favorite, and again, like we acknowledge that John is just more of a, an MLB baseball guy than I am. Just He just knows more about more players. I know the Red Sox and then everything else is kind of cursory in some ways for me. And what, what I, I didn't love being in your fantasy league. <laughs> 20 years ago or 15 years ago because baseball is tough. You have to do it every day. And back in the day, they wouldn't let you set your rosters that far in advance, so you really had to be on it. And and But I did enjoy like the draft. We had a great draft. We drank beers and hung out and right. just sh- shot the breeze for f- four hours. Which that was like what? basically before you like had the whole online draft option. Like, yeah. You kind of had to like get together. You yeah, know? Like, but it was fun. It was fun, It was, but it was tough. It was well, tough you, to get people together. Eventually you quit, right? You quit. And you said never again. And then I get a text that uh, my kids want to do fantasy 
baseball you want in. I was like, let's do a friends and family league. Right. Nothing, nothing on the no line money, other than no bragging anything. rights. And, and the truth is, like, there's a whole bunch of really talented players in, in Major League Baseball that I don't really even know who they are. Like, I, until this year, I didn't know Jazz Chisholm from, from you know, but then um, you get the Moonlight Graham. But then you get the players that you really don't know, and then that's what opens you in fantasy baseball. The real, like, like if you had, if you watch baseball a bit, Jazz Chisholm is, you know, he's out there. But then there's players you get, like, Taylor Ward. Who you never even heard of, right? Who wind up, you know, being one of the top three fantasy players in baseball right now, right? Which I have no idea, and and so you're 100 percent right on that. So we did the draft, and now we're playing. And what what I've it's funny you talked about that sort of um, COVID list and and the IL. Like I have, I I started off like gangbusters. I have three guys, three guys on the 15 day IL, and two guys on the 10 day. And I have two day-to-days. Like, if I took my team as drafted, but I have no ability to pick up good talent because I don't have any idea so, what to so, do. So as we talk about this, Brian and I are playing each other this week yeah. against each other. And so, you know, and you play head-to-head well, and you have a 10-team league. Now that I know that, I, I have to. You, you, obviously, you, you're going to play each other twice over the season. Now, Brian is in first place in the league, and I'm in third place right now. Brian's 5-1, and one, and I'm 4-2. I'm and two. But Brian has been racking up the points. Yes. To the point where... Where my son, uh, who's won three games in a row now and climbed out of the basement, he said, oh, you're playing, Brian's name is Radio Face in the league. Uh, <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah, it's a very good name. And he you goes, haven't changed your name since it, the start of fantasy ever, baseball. Since ever. Canton Black Bears. Um, he goes, oh, you're playing Radio Face this week. And he goes, ha, good luck with that. <laughs> He's a buzzsaw. <laughs> was it the younger one or the, the older one? Oh, that's but really it's weird because the younger one follows it more than the older one. The older one is one of those guys, he just rolls with it. If whatever happens, happens. The younger one is on it like all the time and he's like walking through the house, like, ah, oh, damn it, I can't believe this. And I'm like, dude, you got to just back off. Like, you'll go nuts if you keep following. I got you know? Scherzer on the IL. I mean, I, but I don't know if, like, I don't know who to dump. I mean, it seems like the rosters are. They let you keep more pitchers than they used to, and it's just tighter for position players. I have two two position you got players. Manny, you got Manny Machado. Yeah, he's it, well. Who, just, who would and, have thought that he would do what he's doing? And Jose Ramirez. That's like your two. Like those yeah. guys alone. Well, and, and Polar Bear. Those three. Jazz Chisholm's a great player, but those three players there: Alonzo, Ramirez, and Machado. Yeah, Pete has been really have, good. Have been crazy. Have just been insane. For you. And I get the push notifications now, so like I know when there's a home run. I was like, yeah. oh, home run. Yeah. Oh, home run. Oh, yeah. home run. And I got I got Bryce Harper, who's playing with a torn UCL in his elbow, and he's still raking. So, But the problem with that is, you know, he disappears every once in a while. He doesn't yeah. go on the COVID alley. He just goes in he like, goes, I'm gonna, he takes I'm a gonna, week off. I'm going to hang out in the dugout for a few days, you know? Do you enjoy the way it's for, like, I mean, if you compare fantasy baseball, because like, I did rotary. Remember we had Dom Rivers, my high school dorm mate? He, he does rotisserie, like legit rotisserie baseball, which I hated. And because I didn't know what the I didn't know what these guys were talking about right. half the time, but do do you like the way it's configured? Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's I I we use can, Yahoo by the way. You can and but you can you can do all sorts of different points and all this other stuff. I mean, I I just burned through it quick and tried to keep it as simple as possible. You know, it's you can get you can deep dive and go crazy as far as whatever stats you can do and minus and plus points, but you know, keep it simple and. You know, that way, if you're just drafting players kind of based on name, hopefully you get something out of them too, and you're not you don't have to go in there and look. Well, this guy's whip on this date and this you know these stadiums and all this other stuff. So you got to remember, we got some guys are you know kids in our league that are just turning 13 years old. There's a couple kids. You yeah, know, they're so. the they're the seven, eight, nine in the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're the bottom the bottom feeders. As you got to make sure you it. win those. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I'm looking at your team too. Um, 
I'm usually always pretty good because I follow the sport, so I can pretty much hang in like any league. But I feel like it's always the people that have like the sports connection. Like Bad News Bears works at ESPN. Right. Like I feel like there's like there's something to those commercials. You know, like this no. is ESPN. When like I w- you're walking by a booth and you hear like some dude like Carl Ravage being like, "Oh, my buddy just said this dude's getting called up." Next thing you know, waiver wire. Yeah. You know. So, well, I I will just say this in closing, and we got to wrap up the the episode is that when I worked at ESPN. I no longer enjoyed going out with the guys or going to games because going out with the guys, guys talk about like sex, money, and sports, right? Yep. I mean, like especially when you're in your twenties, like, right? You got nothing else to talk about. Now we talk about a whole bunch of other stuff, but and and so I knew more than they did, and I it was not fun for me to talk about it because they were doing all these sports radio hot takes. <laughs> And I just was like, you got, and I didn't want to be like a condescending. I didn't want to be a condescending jerk. So I was just like, I'm just gonna sit there and sit on my hands and not say anything. But the truth is, when you work there, you're so immersed in it that you just know more than everybody. But it's your job, and when when it's your job, sometimes it's not as fun. So everyone like pointed ESPN as like pinnacle, but like when it's your job, right? It's different. Like I enjoy going to games way more now than I did when I worked at ESPN. It's just the bottom line. Going as a fan, not an analyst. Yeah, and I still don't cheer. I don't cheer a whole lot. Yeah. I just it's just in sort of in my no cheering in the press box mentality. It was hard, man. You are in the camera well and you're like you're watching your team oh, and yeah. like you know, it's like uh, you want to get into it, but were you I don't think you were with me when the 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 Marlins beat the Yankees. No, I wasn't. Oh, 03. I wasn't. I was actually at a wedding that night. Oh. I was bouncing Might back and Dan forth Lee. from the wedding to oh, the yeah. bar watching it. That was it. brutal. Yeah. Being, being with, uh, who's the Connecticut, the Southington pitcher again? What's Carl Bavano. Yeah, it was Carl Bavano. That, that was his audition. She was, his uh, Yankees she audition. eviscerated the Yankees, man. <laughs> right on the field, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even like the Yankees, and she's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right, listen, this has been episode 77. He's John Senecal. I'm Brian Shackman. This is Fanbase, a deep dive into the greatest rivalry in sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.